You are listening to the We Hired a Sitter for this podcast. We hired a sitter for this. We have a roster of like seven sitters. I'm spending $3,000 on paints. Do you go to therapy? Never have, no. There was a small fire. I put it out. Real talk. The stakes are too high with my baby. Comedy, parenting, marriage, life. We do it all. I'm a dad and I'm busy. I have an opinion. I don't know if it'll be right, but uh, I'm Patrick. My name is Gaston. We hired Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of We Hired a Sitter for This, the podcast, the show, the uh, the media conglomerate formerly known as Who Cares About Ross and Patrick. I'm Patrick from that show, uh, and next to me is Gastor Almonte. How are you, man? I'm chilling. I'm from this show. Yeah. You know I mean? this, is, this is We Hired a Sitter for This. We're two comedians. We talk about life and parenting and comedy and uh pop culture have we done pop culture a little bit yeah, Kinda. We, yeah we did super bowl I, I, dancing and you know uh usher on stage i think a little bit yeah no? i was actually actually we didn't talk about usher uh but i did i did want to say i'm surprised how much we've talked about the super bowl um because i'm making clips they're not out yet i'm making some clips and i'm like wow we are we're really going for it on the super bowl hey man why so, not let's cover sports every episode patrick let's yeah. really like lean into your comforts I, i'll do you sports know? uh I dig it. you we got i think we got the australian open coming up are you into yeah. tennis I'm, I'm so into that all the time <laughs> this is like this this show is like tennis we 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 pass the ball back and forth and sometimes it's a volley sometimes it's a rally who i don't even know what those words mean it's all i know uh, it ends in love sometimes and that's what this yes exactly it ends in love i think it starts in love it's it uh in love love is zero I, I wonder why that is that's weird it's love is even yeah both sides get love yeah and if you have if you're a zero you need love you need love so we're here yeah. to provide that to you listener watcher yeah. viewer thanks for tuning in that's what we're here for baby uh this is our first time recording at night so this this show could have a different mood it's different you're right i feel like i'm talking sexier you know yeah I mean? like, you you yeah. are and you know I get I mean? to hear you in my headphones. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You you just take it away. The baritone is back. You know Feel I mean? free to monologize. <laughs> um, I'm happy to see you. I'm proud. I'm proud to see you. Uh, I'm pr- proud to say that we were both doing. Don't tell comedy shows Saturday night for sold out crowds. You Rock were in, on. You were in Pittsburgh. I was in Lewis, Delaware, which I don't think is as big a town as Pittsburgh. But uh, that was cool to see your your journey out there. How was how was the show? Honestly, like fantastic. I had a great time. I got to try like uh, some local uh, uh, sandwich places. Uh, P Brothers. I forget what the P was. Oh man! Um, if Pittsburgh fans are watching right now, they're gonna be so upset. You don't know their favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Their favorite I'll- sandwich spot. Sandwiches and hoagies, or that's Philly, I think, or Baltimore that yeah. I just slipped oh, into. You're way too loud, and I'm over here trying to find your sandwich. That's uh, okay. It was uh, watch it not. Oh. Pramonti, Pramonti Pr- Bros. Pramonti Brothers. Yeah. Fantastic place. We went to the original location. Wow. Um, they have like this, uh, the menu is like uh, real like tongue-in-cheek, playful, threatening. It's real uh-huh. cool. Like uh, it tells you all the different sandwiches, and then at the bottom it says uh, every sandwich comes with uh, coleslaw, tomatoes, and french fries. No like uh and like you got no option like you can't you get, take it or else yeah you can't get ketchup or mayo nah. like no special editions when you can't take it off it just this shows up and then mm-hmm. like if you want to add stuff you can but like it was more like a threat like you taking this coleslaw you yeah. know what i mean it was real pittsburgh energy um 
every like two to three minutes, a new person would walk in and someone who was there would be like, hey, I went to kindergarten with you. Oh, it was funny. really like dope. Like one of those kind of like cheers spots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that was the whole vibe there. Like people would just like, like maybe like 20 comics came over to the table Wow. Who were randomly in the town? They weren't at the show. They would just be like, "Hey, I'm just I, I'm I just drove by uh, from Baltimore to see what y'all would love to." Wow, like that kind of night. So, just doing a quick swing by from you know Baltimore I mean? through Pittsburgh. Insanity. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I was doing a show around the corner uh, in Baltimore." I was like, "Okay, this is Pittsburgh." He's like, "Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's seven hours in. away." Yo, popped in. Real talk. I was like, "All right, cool. Follow him on Instagram now." Nice. Uh, but I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna lower this. I think I see the rim of your cup. Oh my! I moved yeah. the cup. We cool. Boom. Uh-huh. Done deal. We over. Over uh, here. Amazing. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I distracted from your tale of Pittsburgh. Did you see the Steve Hofstetter complex? I was. I stayed there. Nice. Yeah, beautiful location. Yeah. Um, I, uh, a little envious that we can't do something like that I in know. New York. Completely beautiful. So set set them up. What What is this? Yeah, so like uh, Steve Hofstetter, he's a stand-up comic from Queens, I believe, too, right? Uh, he's like a New York dude. I actually don't know where he started. Yeah, like that's what's... Like, my understanding is that he's from New York. He was able to like... Uh, uh, come up with this idea and get funding. He's done a lot of other like cool fundraiser things for yeah. comics, actually. Yeah. But like uh, this in particular, he created like a nonprofit where uh, comics can apply and get fellowships. Yeah. Like, you can literally dedicate a year to the art of stand up. Yeah. Which is crazy because like um, while I and many others view it as an art form, it's tough to get art funding right. for that art in particular. Um, but he has like a dope concept where like uh, comedians could stay in uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, for like nine months at a time. And every three months, there's a different comic that comes in. So it's like three of them. And he basically rolling. made and, like a dorm in an old church or something. Yeah. So he converted this old ch- uh, church into a dorm where like the comics could kind of live there. Yeah. Rent free. They don't have to think about rent, utilities or food. Could just focus on a, uh for like nine months to a year on becoming better comics. It's crazy. Um, and like it's a dope city for it because like besides the fact that they have a pretty solid scene, you're like within a two hour flight of pretty much all of the major comedy scenes on the east coast right. so like the midwest a lot of them are within driving distance you could get like a lot of reps while your costs are low and uh like you mentioned the uh, the church facility got converted to this space it's like set up to do all things comedy they got like two podcasting studios yeah a bunch of green screens spaces for sketch shooting and eventually the upstairs where the church used to be will be a full-on performance space wow. as well like it's it's completely dope as a concept. Super jealous because like uh, I've never seen more than eight hundred square feet of open yeah. space in New yeah. York in my life, and this dude converted a whole church yeah. to dedicate it to creating art. Uh, really like mind blowing and like dope that he's like created the space. Uh, and made extra kudos because like the day after I left, uh, the other comics that stayed behind told me that like Steve actually like came up to the church just to throw out the trash like he's doing yeah the dirty work i was like oh that's real like he for real about this you know what i mean he's the landlord and the porter amen amen much respect homie it's, i don't i don't know homie like I, i've never met him but like i, I I've, i'm impressed with what he built yeah like, real yeah talk. i mean brett druck uh won the fellowship one year and he he talks very highly of steve and uh, i think ronnie fleming was doing it mm-hmm. last year but he's there now right Ron, like, yeah ronnie's who uh plugged me into all of that man yeah. like uh, much love to the homie. Uh, besides the fact that like he like uh, runs a good ship, really dope host, 
uh, really like gave me a little bit of the Pittsburgh culture. I'm super yeah. appreciative of it. That's great. I love Ronnie so much. Yeah, man. Uh, and you went out there with Andrea and Lizzie? Technically, no. Uh, I oh. met them there. I oh, didn't okay. know that they were the people I was rocking with. That was yeah. that was like a super front surprise. Like I showed up and like yo, like I I I did, had no idea the quality of comics from Pittsburgh and uh, Pittsburgh is a big city, so I wasn't uber concerned. But like we've been on the road and like yeah. sometimes the local feature and opener yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it's not their fault you know you yeah. get up once every two months because that's the only mics available right you just can't get the reps yeah so like uh I'm always like worried that like I'm gonna have to do some real lifting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. like get this show on the road when I'm headlining now nah, I be I, I saw that I saw Andrea I, I saw Lizzie was in the building uh two dope comics from yeah. New York hilarious um yeah I, I love them they got a great podcast of their own actually I love their chemistry in general yeah um they both had awesome sets Lizzie in my opinion stole the show from me uh like she yeah demolished as the feature I, I was so so happy for her um it's one of the cool things about uh comedy like I told her this um but like one of my favorite things in comedy is when I see a show and I see a comedian perform a set and you can tell that this audience is like, thank you yes. for speaking for me. Like yes. I've never seen someone be my voice on stage and be funny. Yeah. And I felt that like they enjoyed my set, but there were women in that room. There were people in that room that like felt like Lizzie is my like conduit. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, that's magic. And like it when when I've experienced similar, I, I, I feel like, Oh, this is worth pursuing and doing yeah. as an audience member. When I've had art connect with me like that, it, it, it changes me and I yeah. keep that forever. And I saw that. I was like, yo, this is fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh so yeah, I was super hyped. Uh by the same token, uh afterward I was super uh I was kinda mad at this one dude because uh -huh. like uh uh this one uh young lady was super happy with the sets and she uh came up to us at, at afterward and she was like showing love to Lizzie yeah, yeah. and to and to Andrea and and her boyfriend was in the background and he said what's up, but he was just kinda like letting her talk and then like after like literally thirty seconds of them talking, he was like, oh, my God, can you stop fangirling already? It's embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'm like, yo, homie, let her have her moment, B. Yeah. Literally all of media is made for you and yes. your worldview. Yeah. This lady found two artists that she connected with. Yeah. And you're her partner. Let her have that moment. Let her experience joy around you. In a human moment, like face to face with yeah. these people who maybe will pop up on her algorithm or whatever through Instagram, but like she can actually talk to them to their face. Don't that that guy just cock blocked his girlfriend? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, and not only that, he cock blocked himself. Yeah, Lizzie was doing the work for you. Yeah, she was gonna leave happier, <laughs> yes. and you were gonna get laid yeah. for that. Lizzie deserved yeah. to get laid instead of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you ruined that for yeah. her. You ruined I, that for you, my G. I I'm curious about the male energy of it all, though. Like, I do think I can remember when I knew I wanted to do comedy and going to comedy shows and being too scared to do it and take the leap myself that I. I did feel some kind of threat or some kind of shame of like not being able to do this thing I wanted to do so badly. So I think that might be a guy thing. Like maybe it just comes out in weird ways or weird jealousy or whatever this guy was doing. Perhaps it's because he, uh, he wishes he could just have a comfortable conversation or do comedy himself. Who knows what, what the motivation was, but that's real. That's a him problem. Yeah, you know that, that, that's that's honestly like a real thing. Uh, I'm gonna say, grow the fuck up. I. Right? <laughs>
Real talk. <laughs> like, be more mature. Yeah. What's wrong with you, my G? This, yeah. your, your partner, your girlfriend was having a genuine moment of joy. And you couldn't take the fact that that wasn't coming from you. Mm. Come on, my man. Mm. Real talk, B. Yeah, Go that's... home. Think about that. Journal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, he does need to. He needs to. <laughs> he needs to simultaneously man up and journal more. Yes, both. All uh, right, figure it out. I. Right? I love Be journaling. Better. By the way, I, journaling is dope. I got a new technique for journaling. I'll share. I just heard this thing at a meeting the other day. This lady said you got to write down uh, God's to do list, meaning. If there's something you're afraid of or something you want in your life or something uh, something that's hard for you, you tr- stop trying to figure it out yourself and just literally write God's to-do list. And on that, you could write, I need a better job or I want to shoot a comedy special or mm. I want to try art for the first time or I want to take a trip to Miami or whatever. These like big things that make us scared or feel like afraid or, or that we can't handle it. If you write it down on God's to-do list uh, and then just like worry about stuff you can control, like things will happen. I'm telling everybody who will listen about this. And I don't know if it makes any sense for somebody who's not an addict or in recovery, but uh, it sounds like that guy needs to, uh, yeah, cozy up with a journal and just Real talk, put, put his feelings out there. Instead of, instead of suppressing other people's feelings, put your own feelings to the page. That's it. Come on, B. <laughs> Simple uh, writing. Well, that's great, man. It sounds like it was a great trip, and uh, I, I love hearing you describe what it what it feels like in a live comedy room when an audience is connecting with the comic, because something we were talking about in the car uh, on my road trip was um, how, yeah, important, how important a point of view is. Okay. Like, like when a comic has a point of view that's clear, it's so much easier for people to connect to it. Um, so this was interesting. I was in the car with uh, David Piccolomini, uh, Josh Tolentino, and Eagle Wit who i've known eagle since he was like 18 yeah josh since he was 16 david i just started working with maybe three years ago uh but it was so interesting because i'm on march 6th it'll be 10 years of me doing it consistently and uh, i've known these kids since they were kids yeah and they're both killers now and it was so fun to just be in a car and like get updated with everybody and you know i see them both around but i don't work with them a lot and uh Man, Eagles, I mean, you know Eagle, he's just amazing and he, he was a monster. He was so fun to watch and I just felt this weird pride. I even told him I was like it's not my business to be proud of you, but I am just so proud to watch you yeah. work up there cuz his his premises and and material have such sharp angles and such sharp point of view like we talked about that I was like I'm not watching some kid with his backpack coming to the open mic I'm watching a man who is like really confronting some deep like social issues in his mm-hmm. act and I was just like blown away and so was the crowd it was just so fun yeah now homie homie got all the moves real talk yeah. he knows everything he knows how to do it all and he is comfortable breaking every rule and uh leveraging it to create like really beautiful confrontational and somehow loving moments all at once yeah uh he's like legit brilliant not enough people talking about him yeah um he's always been funny but i would say like man like there's like he's he's elevated his game in a way that like uh i don't think enough people are fully appreciating yet yeah um he's getting props and still not enough yeah Uh, like sincerely homie's dope yeah and it's it's weird like so my situation was 
Ross was on a road trip. She took our kid to see her her brother. So okay. It was a family trip for them. And when I booked the gig, I just assumed I'll I'll be driving because I have a car. I like to drive. That right. means I'm in charge of the schedule and what time we leave. I like to get places early. You know all that kind of stuff. And once I realized I didn't have the car, I I was it was now like I'm just going up to Queens to get in somebody else's car, mm. and then we'll all just get there. And I didn't know who was even on the gig until a few days before. And I, I have to admit, I was like, oh man, I'm a 43 year old man. I'm going to be getting in a car with a bunch of 20 year old, 20 somethings. Uh, I really got to like let go and just go with the flow on this trip. And I'm so glad I did. It was, it, it was just fun to be, uh, a worker amongst workers and just like going for the comedy hang, having good, deep conversations in the car. Cause we were in the car for like four or five hours, you know, Amen. um, it's the best. It's, uh. It's it's a fun part of the process, and it uh, if if uh, at this point, you're talking about being a decade in, yeah. If you are not appreciating this, you're not doing it right. Like yeah, yeah. We like there's I definitely understand if like early on in, in uh in doing comedy, there's like the whole and and you're allowed to hold on to the feeling of I'm gonna be a star or like yeah. I'm gonna get rich. Um, I've let go of that. I uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it'll ever happen. I but I know I don't expect it to anymore. Right. I uh and I'm not saying it might not. I'm saying that it's not the agenda. My yeah. I I am I'm on some samurai shit. I'm doing this because doing it is what keeps me centered. It keeps me whole, and I think it's important as a person to find a pursuit. Period. Yeah. Like uh. I, I think uh, human beings as a species get better when each of us pick a craft to perfect and share it with others. Yeah. Whatever that is. Be real talk. Yo, you body Subway sandwiches, body that shit, B. Real when, you, talk. when you say body, do you mean creating or eating? Both. Yeah. Real talk. If, if you're, you, if you're, you're a, a competitive sandwich. eater, my boy Wayne Wonder, real talk. I know you <laughs> went to high school together. He be crushing the eating game. Do did, that. Did he go to Nathan's? Uh, he uh, he's actually not at Nathan's anymore because they got beef. Yeah, but yeah. He goes to the competing one with uh, what is his name? Uh, Kobayashi. 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 Yeah. He yeah. goes to his. He's always like top five in the hot dog joint. I know quite a lot about this world because one oh. of the one of the true lives I produced back in the day was about competitive eaters. Oh, so hell I filmed yeah. Uh, probably a dozen eating contests. Look so, at that. You might have met my uh, boy Wayne. Yeah, so this is a long time ago, but yes, I agree. Everything you're saying, the guy I was filming with, his name is Tim Eater X Janice. Yeah. Uh, he wears the face paint. He had such a Zen approach and probably, uh, did you say ninja? Ronin? What did you say? What was the martial art artist thing you said? Oh, samurai. Yeah, you're a samurai. Yeah. He was a very, like, he had the same thing. He had a philosophical approach to it. Uh, and, and it was like funny how we would talk about it, but it's so true. It's like the, the reward is the, the doing. Thing, yeah. That's it. And, uh, yeah, you're so right. Like I, I probably broke even on the trip. I don't know. I, I definitely didn't make a whole lot of money doing those two nights of shows, but sure. it was so fun. And, yeah. and, and you became a slightly better comic yes. for doing it. Yeah. Um, and like, let's say like, uh, like for example, in that group, if you're asking industry realistically, they'll probably say Eagle is the one that like yeah. he has a possibility of being a star. Yeah. So like no, he he will. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that sincerely. Yeah. I think he's like super talented. He's young. He's driven. He's been doing it for years. So like, what if for Eagle to reach his peak? He needs all of us to be at our peak mm. to force him to elevate his. That's interesting. You know what I mean? So like, for the art to elevate. 
he needs to feel like his peers are at their peak. Yeah. So we're playing a role in the forward movement of this art form, yeah. whether directly or not. You know what I mean? And in turn, we're playing a role in the future of this art form becoming better and more respected. And in theory, the future of every art form being yeah. better because they're going to be held to a standard that was raised by the greats whose standards was raised by their peers. I really believe that. Like, I don't know who it is from our group that's going to be the the next dude of the like you know Chappelle, Louise, uh, George Collins, uh, you know what I mean Richard Pryor's. I don't know who from our crew is gonna be that, but someone will be, and they'll get there in part because all of us put enough pressure on them directly or not and not like in a negative way just in us being as good as we could to force them to be as good as they could be to elevate their game to reach those heights you're blowing my mind right now I, I mean that was a sermon hell that yeah was a yo. sermon i i feel like it should be printed on a motivational poster put it add a chapter to the bible Real i don't know talk. i don't know where that belongs but it belongs somewhere <laughs> Longest bumper stickers ever, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. Coming soon. Just a, a bumper sticker with the tiniest font. <laughs> I love that. Just selling car wraps with my speeches, yo. Just so many, so many car accidents because people drive up closer to try to read it. What did it say? <laughs> um, I do love that because I think there is another side of that coin where it's like, yeah, if you want to get where you got to get, you have to not only use the pressure from other comedians and competition, but you have to step on them to suppress them so you can raise yourself up higher and of course i i don't feel that way but i think there is a world where that makes sense yeah uh so that's beautiful the way you said it and um i i actually did feel that in this weekend there were in, in t another person met us there and there was five of us in total and every two nights two nights of shows and uh I felt like we put on a damn good show beginning to end both nights and it was a great chemical mix of comics it was it never felt like anybody's stepping on each other's material or vibe or personality type or whatever and like yeah if i'm a paying customer i would have went home really happy amen because uh, there usually is a weak spot in a show whatever kind of show it is Real talk. Um, that's what's awkward about our show next there's only two of us yeah, so like yeah, one of the yeah, is going to be you and me. I don't we, know. We got to talk about that. So for this Friday night, <laughs> Hyde, Hyde Park, New York. I was just looking up the information on the show. If you want to go to our show Friday night, you got to pay sixty eight dollars. Yo, people. we it, big money, baby. It's a fundraiser show, and it's, they're doing sixty eight bucks a ticket. You do get dinner. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, and it's, it's billed as uh, six p.m. dinner and show. I'm hoping that means show is at seven. I would or think 7 30 so. i hope we're not doing comedy at 6 p.m i feel like people need a cocktail or two in them before yeah, sure. they're ready to laugh uh but yeah it's just the two of us i did say she did say there's two mics that will be there do we do do we do a half an hour each and then whoever goes second invite the first one up and do we see what it feels like uh on stage together i'm i'm game for that i would i would i would do 25 25 and the final 10 together and like a q a or something yeah i'm game yeah. for that uh that and I'll, I'll bring the camera we can shoot it maybe maybe some kind of magic happens yeah. uh who and knows maybe uh something terrible happens and yeah. we document that too baby you know i what am mean? i am going through all my bits right now i'm trying to find the cleanest ones uh, yeah you, you don't gotta, have to worry about that I, I gotta look a little bit make sure i'm good you know a lot a lot of people uh outside of new york city don't get my references to like rats and basements yeah you know but i don't know i think you are such an ambassador for what new york city and what east new york is i think it's important like people really appreciate 
hearing where you're from and what it's like to be where you're from, uh, I think it's I think that works for you. I appreciate it. I, I think it does too. Usually, but uh, there's definitely like bits that like I know incredibly work in New York yeah, that like yeah. are borderline confusing. Right, like a couple states away. So you know, yeah. yeah yeah i gotta think about i gotta i gotta sit down and really plan it out i hope heidi isn't listening to this like wait they don't have he doesn't have this planned out yet uh she knows she she works for comedians she knows yeah. the deal real talk we're professionals we are good at what we do but like uh planners not nah. it's like come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna show up and uh figure it out like a few minutes beforehand kind of guy amen which with the college show i do there were the first year i was doing it it's like a it's like a presentation and it's funny. It's about like, uh, alcoholism and drugs and, uh, risky behaviors on a college campus, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, the first year I was doing them, I was booking a hotel, I think the night before the gig so that I could bring my PowerPoint and plug it in and rehearse in the room and like okay. pace back and forth. And I realized that was actually making me feel crazier and more anxiety. And mm. now I've learned I just have to budget the day before to do that prep at home or wherever and uh and it'll work itself out. Like by the time the show like the more I'm like in the town, like kind of metaphorically pacing back and forth in my mind, the more I'm just like wound up tight. Uh but that was, you know, thankfully five years ago now and so so with a gig like this, yeah, it it'll take yeah. I guess it's I'm probably building up the amount of planning I need to do, and it's really just a matter of making a quick list of bits that'll be fun to do for that for that environment. Yeah, like I always remind myself a few things. One, um, I uh, I am not famous, mm-hmm. so like uh, I have a ton of bits that I know work because they've been on TV, and mm-hmm. there's this idea that like that material was burnt. Who are you, yeah. the ego, to think that like these specific hundred people saw your random YouTube clip? Right from eight years ago. So yeah. right off the bat, I if this worked and it got on TV, I do all the hits. Yeah, I I got thirty minutes. I'm gonna give you twenty twenty five of stuff that works. And if, if there happens to be five people in the audience that saw it before, hey, thank you for being a fan. I'm gonna give you five ten new ones. Yeah, but like this is uh this is something I'm doing the goal to raise funds for this library situation over there, right? So like, uh, I'm not. The, the goal isn't for me to sh- work material right now. This yeah. is to put on a good show, and I know this works. Right. So it alleviates a lot of the pressure because I did that work already. I know it works. Yeah. You know, and uh, it allows me to just focus and stay in the room. Let's yeah. have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, who's driving? I, uh, I'm i cool with you driving. I want to see this kid situation. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're going to get a taste of it tonight. I'm going to drive you home after this. And (laughs) if if you survive the ride and uh, you're okay with it, then, yeah, I'll I'll pick you up Friday. I appreciate you. Um, If it goes terrible, I might change my mind. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I doubt it. I think we're good. I think we won't work out. And do we try to shoot a podcast on the drive? Ooh. If I put a GoPro up on the dash. Do you have a lavalier mic? I do. I I would love to do that. I I have the... I got the the thirty two bit one, so they won't even like uh, distort distort while we walk and talk. Yeah, while yeah. We're driving talk. Part yeah, of yeah. All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's plan for that. I think uh, we might as well. I mean, we're we're in the business of making this show for you people. I mean, we're running out of time, so we're we're recording at eight p.m. on a Tuesday because this you're the busiest man in show business. No days off, baby. You were on a on set today. You don't get to the middle. <laughs> Unless you work hard, okay? That's great. <laughs> I, I, I'm horrified to think of you 
calling your career the middle because I'm like, oh, I'm at the top of the bottom, I guess, or, or the, the the bottom of the middle. Oh man, I thought I was the bottom of the middle. I'm barely in the middle. All right, then I'm 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 still circling around on the bottom. We try it, which though, is baby. fine. Yeah, who, who cares? Who gives a shit? It's all gonna happen. I'm putting it on God's to do list. That's it. He can he or they or she can deal with that. Uh, I'm just here to make a podcast. As long as my kids eat, I'm good. Real talk. Other than that, I'm chilling. Let me say yeah. the jokes. Pay me what you can. How are the kids? What's happening in the family life of the Almontes? They uh, they had the week off this week. Oh, winter break? Yeah. yeah. The, that nonsense. Like, my daughter, I don't think, has been in school this month at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what, what yeah. the point is. Like, President's Day. Yo, she had like four, like, President that holiday snow day last the week snow thing the really week messed off. me up um there was uh there was uh what am i a uh, regents week oh yeah yeah so she's a freshman had no regents classes so she only had one final to come in for it was, it was another week she i think like had like four days of school this month yeah it's been nonsense like she's constantly just in the crib yeah eating all the waffles mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mm-hmm. see her and I can't, I can't say nothing to her. I'm like, that. You, you, I know you're doing what you're being asked for, but this is like barely counting as a school month. Yeah, yeah. We we, we need to we need to get those kids in school six days a week. I'm with it. Can Real we do talk. that? Yeah, straight up nine to five. It is crazy how much I rely on the school schedule to like make my life work. Cause yeah. we so last a week ago today that snow day came out of nowhere. I really thought that was a government conspiracy of some kind because they canceled school the day before in the middle of the day on monday they're like no school tomorrow and our daycare is connected with the public school system and i'm like how are they how they can't used to be you had to wake up listen to the radio to see if school got canceled did they even have that in the city i i am 100 percent convinced at this point that eric adams has an affair with somebody at the school board Mm. office he was like yo like Today's I mean, a good day for me. Is a good day for me. You good? You got to shut down the office building. Real talk. <laughs> fake, fake school. Fake school. Went to storm thing. Whatever. Let's meet up at the at, at the offices. Nobody he, will be there. He's like the roads are slippery, and so are you going to be. Amen, baby. Everybody wet. I it's like gonna, it. It's going to be a mess, and I'm going to have to clean it up. Real talk. I'm going to eat fake vegan sandwiches after with you. Real talk. We'll do a press release. I'm going to snow plow you. <laughs> Watch out where you put that salt. <laughs> I don't think Eric Adams is a good man. I I, I I think he's a good dresser. He really uh, wants to be a celeb. Yeah, real talk. Like he wants to be at the 4040 Club. Is that even still open? I, I think the one at Barclays is. He I wants to go to Marquee. He wants to hang out with rappers and basketball players. And he and he wants parents to uh, be full-on educators in their home with remote learning. Uh, I don't like... I would hang out with him. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like He seems well, to always we wanna know be, where the party we is. We want to be yeah. celebs. Real talk. If he's I mean, with me, I'm getting pressed. I want bottle service with Eric Adams. I don't think he's a good man, but I want to drive around in a convertible <laughs> in Manhattan after midnight. <laughs> I would like to go with him to... Uh, what are the famous strip clubs now? Scores? That's not know. open anymore. I never I never did the strip club thing, uh, so I, I never kept up with it. You've never set foot in one, or you never no, got I, I, into I've going? I've been in them, but like yeah. I never like uh, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, like it just wasn't my vibe no. like that. They're not um, great. Yeah, it just I don't know. It seemed like uh, like uh, I, I I know I know it took my godson when he turned eighteen. 
me uh, and my boy took our godsons to uh, their first strip club experience. That's adorable. Um, it was cool. We paid for like them to have like a ton of lap dances. Yeah. And we tried to watch uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. That's uh, We hilarious. were the only people there like just waving off strippers like, yo, do you see what Dwayne Wade is doing? No, I don't want to dance. Could you get your basketballs out of my way? I'm trying to watch basketball. <laughs> He's going off, okay? I don't need you going off too, okay? Yeah. That's hilarious. Dwayne Wade, Orlando? Uh, uh, Miami. Oh, right, right, right. Let's Sports Cop Pod, baby. He's okay. ready. Yeah. You got the state right. We good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. So, kids are around too much because not enough school in February. Uh, uh, I, you know Zilla? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's just one of Brooklyn's finest right yeah, there. Yeah. So, Zilla's a comic and also an educator, and she just posted something about how there's only 71 days left of school till summer. Is really? that possible? I guess if it's five day weeks and then a couple weeks for spring break and Easter and whatever, I guess that's possible. But that seems like there's not enough days that kids are going to school. Yeah, that seems strikingly off. That's, that's, I trust her, but that's like there's two four months. months. Yeah, yeah. That would be under 20 days a month of school. Well, four weeks a month. And if it's five days a week, that's 20 days a month. Yeah. So with a couple weeks subtracted for whatever breaks wow that's not enough for enough right like if we yeah. want to be competitive as a nation we got to get these kids in school every Come day on, B. real talk i mean you're working every day you said so Yo, how are we gonna get to space first bungee right <laughs> no yeah we have, need this have we been to space yet that's the question <laughs> i feel like real talk in my I, I know my kids might not like this i think school should be uh from i would do 10 to 6 i want all my kids to sleep every day yeah I want them to sleep yeah. in yeah. I think that kids are forced to wake up way too early in this country. Yeah, this um, they need 7 a.m. nonsense. Yes, that is brutal. It's not yeah. fair. Yeah. I think it should be 10 to 6, but no homework. Mm. So, like, you have it a slightly all... longer school day, but if you didn't get it done, that's not my problem. Yeah. As a parent, I have so little time with my kids. When they're home, they need to be mine, family time. Yeah. So give, I'll give you a little bit longer as a day. I'll let you start later because I, I want my kid to be healthy and sleep enough to continue to grow healthily. But when that shift is done, shut it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, so is a lot of your time after, like at night, homework? Like they're doing homework yeah, my, my and you're kid, helping them or they're doing homework and you just don't get to see them because they're like... I would say over the last like two years, I don't help anymore. They, they're they like, their homework has gotten to, to that place where like, I can't help. I don't remember this stuff. Yeah. Um, And my daughter in particular is in like art stuff. So like, yeah. I can't draw that stuff. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Um, But it's, it's time consuming. You know what right. I mean? So like, uh, I feel like it's it's. I get it. I know that they're that a big part of learning is repetition. As a stand up, nobody believes that more. I right. get it. You know what I mean? But man, like it sucks to like, yo, you my kid comes home at three three thirty. Then they gotta from three thirty to six thirty. I can't talk to them because I, I I'm I'm preaching responsibility. They gotta do this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, none of the teachers coordinate with each other. So like. There'll be a random day, two days a week, where all of y'all gave an hour of homework. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, my son will have, like, one day a week where it's, like, an 830 day. You know what I mean? And that dude got to eat dinner, shower, do his chores. So, like, Monday through Friday, I'm not able to do family time. I think yeah. that's grimy. Yeah. Um, I understand it. I'm not saying you're doing something purposefully wrong, but the system don't work. I think this is good 
to talk out loud because this is all good fodder to talk with Eric Adams about when we're out hanging out with him. <laughs> Hell yeah, yo. When we're courtside. Between bottle service, yo. Yeah, courtside <laughs> at the Nets game, we could say, hey, look, we were thinking maybe we extend the school day, do more study hall during school yeah, so we can uh, have fun with our kids. Real talk, man. That's all we trying to do. At, yo, pass that ace of spade, my G. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how, uh, how are you with homework in high school? Like, did you, did you self-manage your own uh, homework time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, I, I, junior high school, I went to this like elite, like program thing, like, and that which, was probably the which, hardest. Which was it a school name? It was, uh, this program was called Robert F. Kennedy Incentive Program. It was, oh, okay. it, it, it was there for like 50 years. Um, it was, uh, sponsored by like the school that ended up becoming my high school. Mm. Um, but, uh, it was super small. Like my class was 18 kids. And when I graduated and I was the biggest of the three grades, um, but I would say that that was by far the most challenging years educationally for me. And this was middle school years? Middle school. Yeah. Like, I, I knew for a fact that first through fifth grade, I was in two different schools. I never remember trying. I never remember putting effort. And I didn't realize until I got into the school that I consistently was in the top two of my class. Right. And then at this school, they made me aware of that. Because mm. they're like, hey, you got in. This is why. These are your grades. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I had these grades. I just knew mom and dad didn't complain. Yeah. Um. And when I got there, they told me, hey, this is why all of you were here. And now I was in a space where everyone was that kid or more. Right. So, like, like of the 18 kids, we have, like, nine lawyers who graduated from Ivy League schools. Wow. Like, insane nonsense. Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, I own two properties. I've been on TV nine times. I am by far the least successful right. kid from my class like, right. it's not even close you're the funniest though yeah i'll take that maybe you know what i mean jamel jamel is pretty cool uh yeah. <laughs> but uh like my like, point being though is that like hyper competitive and hyper intelligent kids um and they gave us a ton of work so like by yeah. comparison every other school felt easier um but yeah like it molded me it, it like taught me a lot and like uh I, I appreciated that time so like uh when i got to high school um, I went to like a relatively like you know well known school, St. Francis Prep in Queens. Mm -hmm. It's pretty competitive. Uh, failing there is a seventy five average. I thought that was always like an interesting thing. You, you get below a seventy five. Yeah. Yep, you get below seventy five. You failed the class. Wow. You failed three classes in any given year. You can't come back. Period. Yeah. You fail two. You can take summer school for them. If you take two classes in any in any two years, you're also kicked out of the school. Like two classes in the summer. Yeah. So you can't like keep going to summer school to keep up. Um. So like they take like eight hundred kids freshman year, sophomore year is always like five hundred left. So, so you you took school seriously on your own, or did somebody yeah. so somebody like, tell you like you gotta? Well, like it's just it was the standard because like my mom was uh my mom had a full time job working for the city. She was a social worker, mm -hmm. and I watched her go to college in front of me. Like she, I watched her not speak English. When I was a kid, go to school, learn English, graduate with like a 3.8, get this job in the city and work full time and then run the home. Wow. And I watched my dad literally like 
managed two buildings that he bought and rebuilt while working a full-time job or whether it was like the bodega he owned or the mm-hmm. laundromat that he built. So like I I can't sit here and be like, "Yo, yeah, this test is stressing me." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. they had like real things that I I consist I felt that like, "Oh, I I saw right away that there's real work that I'm not experiencing right. I'm playing Mario Brothers, my G. Like yeah. my life is golden, you know what I mean? Uh and I I I felt that uh, my godparents lived upstairs. I saw real work from mm-hmm. every adult in my life. Um, so I was like, all right, the least I could do is just not be another problem. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, when I got to high school, though, it was more like, a, I, if I keep doing this, can I get some perks? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was pretty popular in junior high. I wanted to kind of uh, really lean into that and kind of explore being myself in high school. Uh, so I made a deal with them before freshman year. I said, hey, if I'm on honor roll, I want you to never come to the school. Like, don't come to parent-teacher night. Don't come to wow. nothing. And my dad's like, hey, great. It's one less thing to worry about. Never went to my school till like, graduation day, literally. You're like, if I'm on the honor roll, don't even look at me. Real okay? talk. Like, yo, I'm I on want, honor roll. I want orange M&Ms in my bedroom every night, <laughs> bedside. I would like a massage from a beautiful Taiwanese girl. Uh weekly straight um, up just get, just giving full-on negotiations i love that yeah and then you get like a little you got a little bumper sticker at prep when you oh, were, yeah, when you yeah. were honor roll student so i had to like that was like my pass for the next quarter yeah i would give him the bumper sticker and he was like all right cool i don't gotta go to the school and you could and like it, it was uh it was how i had like a late curfew like he's like yeah, yeah. do what you gotta do homie. yeah i think this it was similar with me like i so my brother is one of the smartest people i know but he he admits this that he in high school was one of those people who knew he could test well so he just Mm. never applied himself with academics so he rarely did homework it was like a running thing in our family like he doesn't do the homework when are you going to do the homework so i watched that and i was like i'm not going to be that i just don't want to deal with people hounding me so i just and i got yelled at very intensely in seventh grade by a math teacher about how i did the homework wrong or something so and it was it like really messed me up like how much this guy was in my face screaming at me i was like i'm never hearing that again so from like sixth seventh grade on i was just like obsessive about getting homework done early i would do it if i had a study hall just do it before i even left school so i didn't have to do it that night uh and yeah tried to keep grades up high so i didn't get hounded by parents about stuff and um god i really hope my kid is that same way fingers uh, crossed brother both my kids are cool but like um my daughter will have a moment every now and then when i gotta check it's been like three years now where like where i haven't had to say anything but like early on like she'd do well for like a semester or two then she'd have like a shitty semester and i'd have to like really give her a talk i was like yo this is your only job my g yeah you know what i mean um i'm a jolly dude i i laugh i smile at all your shit uh, I'm not doing that right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, this talk is going to get real gangster if I got to have it again <laughs> next month with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, in general, since I'm so happy around the house and I have a very stern talk, like, it, the effect is usually pretty fast, thankfully. Yeah. I wonder how you inspire, like, like the way your parents inspired you without giving an explicit pep talk they were just inspiring by example right like you were like i gotta have a higher standard because look at everything they're doing um you can't just tell kids you got to do your best the best you can like because you're in charge of your own life this it's up to you to have the kind of life you want like you can't just say that you have to show it somehow Mm -hmm. and i worry that 
like when I was 30 and I decided I'm burnt out on this way of life I'm doing in production that will actually afford me a nice life. uh, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to go for this stupid comedy thing um, (laughs) that isn't really paying. Like there are no fruits of my labor quite yet. uh, Yeah. Financially at least. So I guess I, my fear is my kids just going to be like, wait, you do what at night? And like, (laughs) we're living in a one bedroom apartment. Like, and you think I should work harder at school? Like, why didn't you work harder in school? Like how, how are we here? You know what I mean? And I don't know, hopefully we will raise her in the right amount of deprivation that makes her hungry for more for herself. Oh yeah. And she gets into STEM and becomes a doctor (laughs) or or a well-paid scientist for a pharmaceutical company. I, uh, I used uh, this exact same thing, A, as motivation to work harder as a comic, um, and B, um, being frank, like, I I don't think it's wrong to own not being good at everything as a mm. parent. I'm fully transparent with my kids all the time, like, yo, you know what, like, I I should have worked harder before you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like my, I did fine before that, but I definitely didn't do my peak. And I feel like I learned to work hard when you were born. Mm. And I, I've done my best and I, I, I've done better than average, but I know that you deserve more. And I'm sorry that I didn't do the work before that to give you more. With yeah. that said, you can control how it goes from here. A, mm-hmm. B, compare what you have to what your friends have and ask them what their parents do versus what we do. And you'll see that again. While I started late, my work has led to you living a little bit more comfortable than some of your friends. Imagine what would have happened if I started at 10 instead of at 25. Right. You could do that. You could scale that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll tease, uh, I'll tease it with some of my kind. Like, yo, you want to be like your cousin Alex? You know what I mean? I do 74. You're going to be living with his mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> Forever. That's not going to be you, is it? Yeah. I don't want you here that yeah. long. I love you. You can stay, but... I'm going to talk trash about you if you still yeah. live here at that age, okay? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I make sure, to, but like sincerely, I even like joke a little bit, but like I, I'll make sure that they're aware of what um, success and comfort looks like. Yeah. And I, I, I tell them things that they like. Yeah. And I tell them what that calls. Like, yo, mom, yo, I tell Aiden, like Aiden in particular, my man, you eat steak. Yeah. Legitimately for like 14 to 15 meals out of the week. Uh- you know how expensive that is? <laughs> Real talk. And you don't even think about it. You know why? Because daddy got you. Yeah. But on, but real talk, that's not for everybody. I promise you, you haven't given me steak effort yet. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, and if you want to eat steak when you leave this house, at least as often as you've gotten used to, it's going to require a different level of eating. I'm okay? going to need some Ruth's Chris effort Real around talk. here. You I, want, I, mean? I want to see some PJ Clark attempts. Amen. Okay? Real talk. You're going to have a lot of PB&Js in your future, my G. You keep this up. Okay? Uh, Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, fantastic when you want them for comfort. Terrible when you need them to survive. Okay? It tastes different when it's out of desperation. You don't want that. Get a freaking A. (laughs) <laughs> he he wants he wants steak experiences with fish stick energy. <laughs> exactly. Uh that's hilarious. Um good for him though. He's uh it sounds like he's a growing boy. He needs yeah. his, he needs his red meat. Yeah, and I he's 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 uh he's growing in all ways. He's talked to me a lot about learning. Um he started journaling and he's trying to learn how to 
um apply discipline to new things so yeah. he's like uh he's like self-teaching uh self-learning in terms of like coding oh he nice he knows that there's like uh uh, he finds it interesting as a hobby, and he knows that there's a future um, that can, uh, you know, be uh, brighter and have more options if he's able to add that skill. Yeah. Um, and he's literally, like, he found websites so that he can, like, do lessons every day during his free time. Good. Uh, but it was from, like, talks like that. They're like, yo, yeah. like, you got to design your future, my G. Right. Um, and even this, like, you talk about, like, the standard thing. You're right. It don't pay what a lot of other gigs pay. But it pays bills now, and yeah. I earned that. Yeah, and I tell them that too. Like, yo, you're right. I don't make what I made before, but I tell you what, I'm I'm happy every yeah. day, my G. Yeah, yeah. And like that has a, a, a that's a perk, and that's a privilege that like I don't dismiss. But I had to earn that. Like every yeah. time you don't do your homework, know that I'm doing mine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I write jokes the whole day. You in school? I'm recording a pod. I'm editing. Then at night when you sleeping, I'm out doing shows. Like I'm doing real work to earn the privilege to say that I sling jokes for a living. Yeah. So if you want to do some cool shit and he has some weird dreams, he wants to like open an aquarium and like a fungi, like I don't know what you call that. I don't think that's a farm Ter- or a terrarium. Yeah. Fish tank. He's like I want, and yeah. he wants to design a co uh a app that like teaches people how to grow fungi optimally in different environments. Wow. Weird shit, but cool. You into that? No doubt. I promise you, you can't get that with seeds. Are we sure he doesn't want to just have a hydroponic farm under your apartment building? Get high, okay? <laughs> just learn how to do it properly. Let's make money, okay? Yes. Let's, uh, let's, let's, worry. let's think about the return on investment. Real talk, man. Uh, run the numbers. I ain't mad at you. ROI, baby. I kick a tenant out for that. Real talk. <laughs> I want to know, uh, when you, I mean, you're, both your kids sound amazing. I love hearing you talk about them. Uh, are you relieved that you have two? in case one goes astray <laughs> i i've thought of this a lot um i won't say i'm relieved i have two because of that but i will say that i purposefully stopped that too because i realized they were both good yeah yeah like, you you had keepers yeah i was like oh this is this is good and i can't i can't keep running my luck like this like yeah real like at some point i'm a i'm i'm a hit x you know what i mean like yeah i can't keep hitting black on it on this roulette Could, table because we i think we have a good one too but it's still a little too early to tell like there oh. are there are moments where it's like oh this could this she could go in the opposite direction <laughs> at any time and we don't we don't have a backup plan uh, for you, bro. So I, I, I mean, we're so happy with the size and shape of our family. Uh, but there are times when I'm like, man, that's that. I see why people have multiples. Uh, yeah, you got, you got to, man. Somebody got to take care of you, if, and and you got to increase your odds. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's that too. We have talked about that, like our end of life care situation. It's going to be a lot on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're all about creating community and. Uh, and hopefully she'll have like a team of people who can help me when I need to uh, have someone else wipe things and lift hey, things man. and move things. Uh, hopefully it's not just her by herself. Hey, hey, I know uh, my dad thinks about this stuff a lot. He has uh, me, my brother, and my sister, and he's pretty uh, confident that he's going to leave everything to my son. He doesn't like any of his three kids. <laughs> uh, he thinks none of us are responsible enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, so he's training uh, my son to do that. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? I'm cool with it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's peace. Um, two, I would say that uh, I agree with that. I've, I've thought a lot about the the, the like end-of-life care. I don't want to be a burden to my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pro uh, doing 
uh, sending me off to like one of them old people facilities. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. I, I didn't get to dorm. I didn't do college like you that. Could, you could have a show. You could like do a Friday night gig, like Real a, talk. like a four p.m. Uh, that would be the late night show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, after after three p.m. dinner. That's when we get crazy. We spike the Kool Aid. Hell yo, yeah, get wild, yo. We <laughs> use real sugar at that time. Real talk, diabetics going wild in that facility, yo. <laughs> four o'clock, we passing out the insulin shots at four thirty. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, just roll your gurney up, get a front, get a front row seat, bring your bedpans, folks. <laughs> this guy's gonna make you piss. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm excited. Uh, that's amazing. So you stop. You decided to stop at two. I think. Have we covered this? Did you Did you get a vasectomy? No, I did not. And, my, my wife can't have kids anymore. Okay, um, but yeah, I was game for it. Now I think I'm game for it now. I admittedly wasn't game for it then. Um, yeah, and it, it's uh, I had no no uh no valid argument. Uh, yeah, she, uh, but uh, un- not thankfully, <laughs> but thankfully she uh yeah she uh. A stepped up and B like medically needed to, so yeah, it worked okay. out where like okay. I didn't have to you know have an argument. Yeah, well, I I got one and I, I've been talking about it on stage. Well, first of all, can I talk about a vasectomy if it's a medical thing on stage on Friday for a clean comedy show? I can't see why not. Why? I mean, what's, what's you're wrong talking about genitals and sex. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's I don't know some very the bit. there's very dirty parts of the bit, but I think there are some parts of the bit that aren't that dirty. Yeah, so I could do the fun like family fun yeah. ver- version of it maybe i think there's ways of playing with that for sure anyway i've been talking about it on stage and i have noticed uh the latino community sometimes has uh issues with um a man uh uh what's the word sort of de demasculate emasculating himself uh. purposely and medically did you do you think anybody in your family or circle of friends would have an issue with you if you uh decided to do something like that I think uh, I think they would, and it's all it's all bad branding. Um, I feel like they're selling it wrong to us. The vasectomy itself, yeah. The vasectomy yeah. is like pitched as like you losing your manhood when it should be like you're free to be the most man ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yes. yo, shoot all the shots. You're enhancing your manhood. Yeah, real yeah. talk. Yeah, I think some people do assume that just means you're literally cutting your balls off. Yeah, I think that's it. Like they don't understand what it is, and like they don't know that it can be undone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so it's it's the perfect situation. Um, I think some of them can be undone. The one I got, they were very clear. They were like, "This is an irreversible, oh, uh, yeah. irreversible procedure." So yeah, then uh, in that case, I don't uh, I don't blame my Latino brother for judging you. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild work, Patrick. You know yeah. what I mean? No, we they, need more Hol- Holberts out there. I in mean, this they world. came in with lasers and f- flamethrowers, <laughs> uh, several knives. Real talk. Yeah, I mean, I got a vasectomy at Home Depot, yo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There was this, it's in the lumber aisle. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. I've been saying, the joke I've been doing is that uh, permanent and irreversible, while I, I am at a deli counter in Brooklyn, that thing looks pretty sharp, but Home Depot is definitely funnier. That's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was curious what you would say about that. Um, now, which, I'm pro the idea, though, real talk. I think uh, more men should do it. More men should consider it. <clears throat> Low-key, I almost think it should be the standard. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, like uh when you go in in high school like when you about to play like football and uh your high school makes you go in to do like the turn left and cough test oh yeah yeah. i think everybody from that age should get punctured 
like get temporarily. The, temporary, yeah. And I then see. I think deciding to have kids, you should proactively yes. undo it. That's interesting. I think that it, it would relieve a lot of stress. You know what I mean? I think that would be a whole other procedure. It's not even a vasectomy. You're getting some kind of valve in, installed. Yeah, like I mean, where you can. I don't know. We got rubber bands. Do what you yeah, do. You, you know what I mean? Tie well, that shit up. Well, if you do it with a, a valve inside, like maybe it's magnetically activated, like, and you run a magnet over the outside and then it flips a switch inside. Okay. I, I think we could talk to Elon Musk or Eric Adams about this. And I'm with it. I think I think Get it's, some funding. Yeah. It's, a, it's an idea. Whose time has come? <laughs> yes, um, you know, uh, unlike these guys, uh, it should <laughs> right. uh, it should one hundred percent come. Now, did you know? Like, did you have a lot of classmates who were having children at that age? Uh, more so friends. Uh, I uh, that I had a I had a few friends that had kids early on. Definitely a lot of friends who had kids in the uh, early adulthood, like eighteen to twenty two range. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like it just. Um, I wouldn't say like it wrecks your life or anything, yeah. but I will say that it it changes the course of it in a significant way. Creates and challenges, yeah. yeah. And uh, I uh, I think they would. I would. I would say most of them would tell you having their kid is a blessing and that they they would love it, don't regret it. But I think most of them would also say I should have done this later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I, that's all I'm saying. Like uh, I feel like uh, you shouldn't be penalized for the 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 the. the Risk, like the risk ain't worth the reward type thing you know right, what i mean like right. the the stakes is too high with having sex at that age versus what could happen i don't think it's fair to you the kid like it's wild yeah um so yeah i think once you're 13 bang bang like you know like yeah uh, flick on the nuts whatever you got to do to like i don't know i don't know what the technical terms <laughs> <laughs> i think i think a perfectly placed and well-timed flick could yeah could deactivate the testicles for 15 to 20 years real tall low like flick of the nuts no babies for a few years come in every year to get it flicked again if yeah. anything i mean sex ed does could use a overhaul also i mean this we'll talk to eric about this at the game but oh yeah uh like i don't know that we really absorbed like I don't know. I guess I did because I I just always knew I didn't want to have a kid, so I was pretty careful. But yeah, like I don't know condoms. There's methods. There's things to do. There's a lot of fun stuff you can do without having sex. I don't know. Uh, that we'll, we'll do another episode on yeah. this topic. At That's some not point. our target demo yeah. anyway. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot of thirteen year olds yeah. listening to us to learn how to have sex <laughs> joyfully right now, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that. You know, we don't need to cover yeah. that fully. Uh, <laughs> well, real quick, since we're here, I don't. I don't mean to make this such a penis-heavy episode. I mean, any episode of ours is penis-heavy. Yeah, but pe Ross, uh, come back, yo. You got to balance the magic, <laughs> yeah. yo. Uh, we we were surfing Reddit, and uh, the topic of circumcision came up. Mm. Uh, people talk about you know, in in 2024, are we still circumcising the boys? And uh, that was something Ross and I talked about when she was pregnant. Uh, what if we have a boy? What does that mean? Uh, there's a whole move. I don't know if you're aware of this movement. There's like a men's rights movement where, um, people feel in like they were involuntarily circumcised when they were infants and they want to reclaim the flesh and, uh, all this stuff. And we did, we were talking about it and we kind of looked into it and it does seem like, circumcision is an unnecessary procedure that the uh hospital medical industrial complex just kind of foists upon people to like uh -huh. add another line on the invoice Interesting. um 
I personally was I was uh uh circumcised. You don't no pressure on you yeah. to share if you were or were not. I'm but, out uh, here, baby. Yeah. Full turtleneck, baby. <laughs> gang gang. So un- old school, uncircumcised. Original. Uncircumcised. Yeah. Uncircumcised. So tell me about this. I'm the tell OG. Me, tell me I'm about pure. this. Did Leo say Untouched. Was Leo like anti? Like was he like nobody's bringing a knife near my my boys equipment? I'm pretty confident uh, my dad has never seen my penis. Uh-huh. I don't think uh, he changed the diaper. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he uh, was involved with that process too much. Um, Have you seen his? Do you know if he's circumcised? I, I, I'm sure I saw it, but like I don't remember. Like it wasn't, uh, like I wasn't taking notes. Yeah, you know yeah. You mean? didn't get a picture. Yeah, I was like, nah. Uh, yeah, I would say, um, also, I didn't know I, was circum- I wasn't circumcised until like, I was like 15. Like locker room. No, no. Oh. Like uh, I just thought that's what it looked like. Yeah. And I, so yeah. many people had it done that I thought, oh, that's what it looks like. And just like my dude was shitty with it. Wait, you guys don't all have a sheath that just covers yeah, the I whole just, thing? I thought that's how all penises looked. You don't have your hoodie? You know what I mean? Straight up. <laughs> I and like uh, only reason I found out is because my mom was talking about it with her sister at Thanksgiving. Okay. And like well, that's they good t- Thanksgiving talk. Of course. They would I mean they were past, talking as parents. Past the sweet potatoes also Gastor's penis has never been cut. Never been cut, baby. You know? Uh <laughs> she was having, you know, she was having a baby and uh they were asking opinions on what to do and she's like, oh, Well, yeah, yeah. I ain't do it you know, I ain't do it at Gastor. And I was like, You sure? Because I, like, I thought I had she's like, You deaf don't have it. <laughs> I was like, What? And I, I went and checked, I was like, All right, I guess this is what not having it looks like. Now to reprogram that whole thing. Okay. You know what I mean? And did she say in that conversation, do you recall in that conversation why she decided not I, to? I just think it was like a fear thing. She's like, I don't want anyone like yeah. putting a knife to his penis. I thought that yeah. was wild work. And, you know, uh, I I appreciate the concern, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? I I, uh, I wish I I still had all my stuff down there. I wish, talk. I mean, I think as a guy, it's like a basic thing of like, I would prefer to have as much material down there as possible i mean keep watering it you know yeah you uh, gotta come back. I, I assume maintenance is a little yeah. oh you're saying water it so, yeah maybe it'll grow maybe <laughs> you know? maybe there's a product out there real talk uh we'll we'll work on that one also with elon musk elon we banking on you baby um twitter well, ain't working you know what i mean there's other stuff you can focus on yeah yes. you know what i mean that's all i'm saying uh I guess it's not, it probably doesn't, it's not appropriate to ask about what you decided to do with your children, but if you were to have another boy with this new, would you, would you just do doctor's orders or would you have a say in this? Um, I don't feel strongly either way, honestly. Um, I would, uh, this is one of those ones where like, I would be, I would let my wife make the decision for strategic reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. I would listen to what she has to say, and if she feels strongly on it, I would take the opposing stance and say, listen, I'm going to let you have this one, but I get the next one. Even uh-huh. though I don't care, but I want her to feel like I'm giving her one so that when I need one, I could get that w- one. Whether it's child-related or not. Whatever, man, whatever it is. You just need like a, you know, yeah, you a gotta, favor of you some You got to start bagging these favors in when you can. This is a strong enough- You're giving up too many secrets <laughs> on this podcast. I'm helping the- Fellas, every time my wife listens to this show, I'm losing. But I do it for the people. It's true. Okay? Real talk. I'm helping all of y'all at the expense of my love. Don't say I don't give y'all nothing. Okay? But that's that's the game. Real talk. Like, I, I thought about it. I was like, yo, you know what, shorty? I feel strongly this way, but... I think you're right. I think... I think uh, 
I think because you're you're at home more with the kids, I want you to feel like you have ownership mm-hmm. over this decision. I feel differently, but I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. But do me the favor. Next time we have a 50-50, maybe, maybe that one goes my way. Yeah, maybe we can work a little bit on you that. Know? But I'm going I'm to I'm give you this one. You know, and boom, now you got that favor in the bag, you know. And you just got to keep a, an inventory of these. Oh, you gotta, hell yeah. You got to stay organized. You got you to, uh, you know, add it to your Notion app. You, you gotta, know what I mean? You Put it on the calendar. Document. Google Notes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Get you, a yearly reminder of you, it. You date it February 2024. <laughs> and then talk. 10 years later, you're like, hey, remember that big decision? I mean, real talk. Uh, it's time for you to let me get my new chair. Real talk. And because of that, I get to pick dinner tonight. We have a Wendy's, okay? Yeah. Real talk. We're uh, all getting Junior Bacon's. Well, this is amazing. Uh, great, great wisdom as always. That's what I'm here for, baby. Great uh, CIA operative tricks to manipulate your way through a successful marriage. Real talk. Studies uh, show that uh, listeners of uh, we hired a sitter for this are less prone to get divorced. You know what I mean? Yes. You're welcome. That's what nope. we're here for. Since we started doing this six weeks ago, I haven't gotten divorced. Look at that. It's amazing. Proof is in the pudding. Okay. You can't. Ha- that's that's just good math. Okay. <laughs> Two. Non-divorced people, 100% success rate. You're welcome. Incredible. That's what we do. See you next time, everybody. Thanks so much. Peace.